Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry Podcast. We are three boys who are friends who enjoy the color orange. This episode is brought to you by spiders. Have you ever noticed how you wish everything was spiders? Or do you constantly wish there were more spiders in your life to help achieve this goal? (laughs) No! (laughs) If so, then spiders is for you. Here at Spiders, Simply Productive Intuitives Delivering Real Spiders, we guarantee the freshest (laughs) batches of homegrown spiders delivered directly to your door twice a week. Crack open our patented thermally cooked Thermally cooled factory process spider holders doing your two new favorite times of the week. Great for your own home improvements or as a gift for your friends. Imagine their face when they open a brand new set of spider sheets to use with their spider bed and spider pillows as they comfortably go to sleep in their spider pajamas with their spider spouse. Use the special one-time offer code of Orange Boy Spiders at simplyproductiveintuitivesdeliveringrealspiders.com to begin to upgrade your home and life to fulfill your dream of the inevitability of everything becoming spiders. Spiders. (laughs) Spiders. We all know it. We all live it. We all love it. So what's to lose? Yeah. Spiders. This week, we will not be discussing spiders, but we will be talking about none other than the legendary film director, Christopher Nolan. I am Lucas. Chris. I'm Jared. And I'm Niall. And just We're to get the us, orange boys. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are the orange boys. Um, I think I like what we did last week with starting off with just talking positively about what we're going to be discussing just about the theme before we kind of ask our questions and i don't think most of us are going to be super negative about christopher nolan but we might as well just get the ball rolling in a good way anyway um so let's just start off nile what are some good things that you like about christopher nolan well for me christopher nolan's probably top five directors you know i just i really like Outside of, you know, the complex scripts and stuff, which I also do like, and I tend to like writer-directors more. Like, if they work on the script for the movie, I tend to lean more towards that, you know? But um, I definitely... I just feel like visually he has such this, such a feel, you know? Like, you can just kind of start watching a Christopher Nolan movie without knowing anything about it and be pretty quick, like, oh, this is a Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. you know? <laughs> Like, it's kind of got that feel. Like, I even... Last night, I just watched Memento for the first time. And uh, that movie, even being his first, like, real, like, studio-made movie, not kind of like a short whatever. Yeah, yeah. um, It... That one, even at the very beginning, it's kind of like, oh, he's got those little, like, dolly pan, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) ...type thing. And it's just, like, visually, it's just already a Christopher Nolan movie, you know? And so I, I definitely love that he's just got that signature vibe about him, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think Christopher Nolan, like, in, in addition to that, he's one of those directors who, who works really well with a, a composer. 
and he has kind of a recurring cast that comes back and i and i just love kind of the the grouping like they all work so well together and i feel like they always fit in his movies so besides like the plot and everything um just kind of the people who surround themselves with his projects i think is says a lot about you know maybe him as a director and just like how how easy he is to work with or just how how positive those experiences are that people keep wanting to come back absolutely no no sitting though apparently is a rule of his yeah i've heard about that (laughs) he doesn't like have chairs on sets because he just wants everyone to always just be ready so they're always standing so maybe not easy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah you get something out of it yeah for sure no i also i really like christopher nolan i chose that because i chose him because um, Inception specifically is one of my favorite movies. Um, I love that movie, and I really like his stuff overall. I think he is very unique. I think one of the things that I like about him is that he generally um, trusts the audience more than other people tend to do. Yes, and that's absolutely. something that is severely lacking in other movies. Maybe sometimes he trusts them too much, but I would rather have that than a movie where it's just the most blatantly disgusting exhibition like oh yes well now we have to go to the barn or some just useless <laughs> <laughs> like oh wow really you couldn't have just uh, I, I hate it when that. they go you... to the barn <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but yeah yeah i am also i also really like christopher nolan i think most people do um but yeah let's let's get into this we'll we'll start some talking <laughs> So, Niall, yeah, you want to ask, right. us, ask us your question? Who? I'm sorry, you cut out. <laughs> no worries. Niall. Oh, great. All right. Yeah, <laughs> All right. start. Okay, so my question is maybe a little silly, maybe a little goofy, um, but in this world of remakes, you know, you got so many remakes. You got True Grit, um... Some other ones that I can't think of right now, but there's a lot of remakes going on in the world. Basically, name a movie that's um, probably a remake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I like to imagine that the studio has tasked Christopher Nolan with remaking a movie. Um, whether, you know, it's a classic or even something a little more recent, but they want Christopher Nolan to remake it and put his little spin on it. What movie would you have Christopher Nolan pick to remake? Yeah, okay, I'll start. Um, I had a couple uh, that came to mind. And I think, I think I've decided to settle on, um, on Point Break. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> Point Break, uh, for those who don't know, is a action classic. It's about a string of bank robberies starring... Um, uh, Keanu Reeves, right, and uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Um, <laughs> this movie is absolutely iconic, uh, like an iconic 80s film. And, and they got a remake yeah, recently, a but remade. it was not good. <laughs> right? I think Christopher Nolan would be able to add such a, <laughs> such a mature take, you know, maybe make it a little more complicated than it is, but give it some interesting twists in a in a really unique perspective plus i mean we've seen a lot of like heist-esque stuff in his movies yeah we know he's he can do that whether even just like the dark knight 
beginning opening. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, just that style. Uh, I think he would. I think he would crush it. Plus, I, I would like to see a Point Break uh, uh, remake that just does not <laughs> make me want to fall asleep. So, <laughs> who was in the remake? So again? Point Break was my. Head. What was that? Who was in the remake again? I I don't even Some remember. Some dude that really looked like Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. Just discount <laughs> Heath Ledger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Lucas, what were your thoughts? Um, man, I had a lot of thoughts on this and I have a few ideas, but I think the one that I settled on which is slightly surprising, but part of this is just how bad the movie was is uh percy jackson oh wow (laughs) because granted the books are not super complex or anything like that but i think if you get someone solid like um christopher nolan to make these to make this movie this this like children's movie into uh you know there's just so much lore and stuff that they do oh yeah, there's just so much. Weird. Lore. Yeah, is that... <laughs> there's just so much lore and stuff that they do well in that book that I think that if he were to make it again, it could be very well done. But I know Disney is planning a a TV show remake of it, and maybe that's not the best one. But I was trying to, I was trying to think of other ones. Like another idea I had was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but it's like, imagine. I feel Come like, on, Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, like Percy Jackson would be—I don't know. Maybe it would just be too gritty and edgy with Christopher Nolan making it. But I feel like if you gave him a movie like this, just to kind of make sure that it doesn't turn out to be garbage, like. Of Artemis Fowl apparently was, um, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be. It Plus, could be I interesting. Mean, what's good about that one is you're taking one that kind of flopped that had a lot of potential. Yes, you know? absolutely. And so no matter who remade it, like it would be better. Yeah. than and the it, it would be it would yeah. be very against the grain for his usual stuff because he usually doesn't adapt or remake, or like especially not children's novels. Um, or right. mythology or any of that <laughs> stuff. So it'd be very different for him, but I, I think it'd be very interesting for him to like, just run with it and just see what came of it. Maybe it'd be garbage, but it, I would definitely watch it still. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I, um, I have kind of two answers, so I'm just going to like half-time both of them. Okay, sure. nice. First one is a shout-out to my dad, because this is actually an idea that kind of we came up with while I was pre-gaming with him, trying to figure out a question to ask. <laughs> okay. um, but that is Dumb and Dumber. Oh, wow, um, nice. Now, <laughs> now here's go. the thing, is that <laughs> that movie, while being super ridiculous, is also like, like what's going on with the villains and everything is like, I guess relatively complex to like relative to other comedies, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think it would be really funny, especially using the angle that, you know, Harry and Lloyd don't really know what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. I think Christopher Nolan could direct that in a way that the audience is figuring it out at the same pace as Harry and Lloyd, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think that it would be super funny. So, uh, 
shout out to my dad for helping me come up with an answer for that one. Yeah, that's. Um, uh, I actually really like Dumb and Dumber as well. Now that you but, say that, that <laughs> me <cute>. too. <laughs> <laughs> but my other answer, and the one that I came up with by myself, is Roald Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, <laughs> um, wow. A movie that also has already <laughs> been remade. But I, once again, I just think that kind of, you know, maybe because of Christopher Nolan liking to play with time, uh-huh. you know, I imagine the movie starting out with Charlie, like, already the ruling the chocolate factory, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then kind of, like... It's like an inception. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's experiencing like all of these the people. It's just, like, from a really old Willy Wonka. <laughs> and he's just, like, eating yeah. a bucket of chocolate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, like, slowly throughout the movie, like, different... Um, creepy, flawed children like appear in his life, but really you're seeing it, you know, backwards, and they're actually like dying, but in reverse or some weird Christopher <laughs> Nolan thing. And so I, I don't know. I think I can see it is the thing. That one yeah. I can like I can picture it happening. Another so another children's choose... novel adaptation from Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. another children's novel. Man, but, uh, that's that my answer. Great. Yeah, very oh good. <laughs> what a fun question. Good round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's, who's next, Lucas? Uh, I think it's you're me. Is it me? Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, so so I feel like we get a lot of talk about a handful of Christopher Nolan movies. Like, obviously, there are so many good ones yeah. to choose from. But I was going to ask you guys, which movie do you think is his most underrated film? So what's one we don't talk about maybe nearly enough? You know, mm. you, you could say The Dark Knight. And yeah. say it deserves to be talked about every day. Yeah. <laughs> by every person ever. Yeah, instead of yeah, yeah. every other day or... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, what, what, what are your thoughts? I would say, yeah, as a result of The Dark Knight, I think Batman Begins is not talked about as much as it should be mm. because I yeah. think that good one answer. is also very, very good. Honestly, I like the ones that it kind of sandwiches. Um, I really like Batman Begins, and I really like Dark Knight Rises. Um, but I think Batman Begins especially, because it does a very good job of kind of setting up who Batman is and just kind of reintroducing the character. It can also be argued that you don't really need a Batman origin story again, because there have been so many you know, Batman origin stories. Um, but I think the way that it was done was just very, very appropriate um i liked kind of with the raz al ghul having him train him all that stuff um i thought yeah, it, yeah. that was really cool with that kind of angle to it and then scarecrow also a unique villain that they hadn't put in the movies yet oh yeah um i liked mm-hmm. that a lot i loved killian murphy as scarecrow um oh, that yeah. that we that cast i think is just phenomenal Christian Bale as Batman, yeah. you know, uh, Gary Oldman. The better Rachel. <laughs> yeah, the better Rachel. I take, I take issue with that comment. Is, but... is the first one Maggie Gyllenhaal or is the second one Maggie Gyllenhaal? No, the, no, second, the second one's one, Maggie right. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And Maggie Gyllenhaal's great. She's awesome. Is, she, she's, is, uh, she's great. is it Rachel McAdams in the first one? one? I can't remember who's in Batman. No, it's some No, it's but that would be the lady. best Rachel. Yeah, Rachel McAdams is great. <laughs> But I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know I don't even name. know who it is. Jared's going to look yeah, out for us. I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I've seen her. Oh, I remember what Katie she Holmes. looks Yeah, Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, 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 that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I just re- remembered what her face was. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. No worries. Anyway, yeah, Batman Begins is my answer. I don't feel like it's super underrated, yeah. but I think it just gets overshadowed by The Dark Knight. No, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I, I recently rewatched the trilogy, and um, after watching Batman Begins, I was like, I, I, I genuinely forgot how brilliantly structured this movie is. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, this might be my favorite. And then I watched The Dark Knight, and I was like, how do you top that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm, so I'm with you. I, I, I do think uh, it gets overshadowed, but... How do you top that? Really good. In theory, what would have happened? Dark Knight Rises would have had Joker and Bane because Heath Mm -hmm. Ledger is like obviously Heath Ledger passed away, but um, Joker does not in the movie, so he was going to use him again. Right. Shame. Niall, what are you? Um, I'm I'm split between two, so I'm going to make an honorable mention real quick. And my honorable mention is Interstellar. Oh, nice. Um, because as, as much as you hear people talk about that movie, it's almost always about the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so it's like one of Hans Zimmer's highlight movies, but Christopher Nolan, the actual movie, doesn't really get <laughs> as much recognition as I think it should because I think it's a wonderful movie. Yeah. But my answer is going to be... Um, like I said, watched it last night, Memento. Um, and the reason that's my answer is I, I definitely think that Christopher Nolan movies have definitely become kind of hype train movies or yes. like they're just these big, huge things. And like if a Christopher Nolan movie is coming out that year, everybody's talking about it and it's going to be right. this huge deal. Um, and the things that happen in them are like big and grandiose and just these enormous events. Um, but with Memento, it just feels very like small and kind of like a very contained story. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And, and I think that that's kind of why people don't talk about it quite as much as they should. Um, just because with the bigger movies happening now, it's kind of like, oh, that one's like a huge deal and Memento's kind of small and so people kind of forget about it, I think. Yeah. And the reason that I would say that it's underrated is because people haven't been pressuring me into seeing it like they do with other movies. You say, I <laughs> yeah. haven't seen Inception and everyone freaks out at <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But if you say, if you say yeah. I haven't seen Memento, like, yeah, everyone's either. like, oh like, yeah, me neither. Exactly. exactly. It's like, I didn't even exactly. know that was made by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, was that but, his debut film? Yeah, okay. his debut okay. like feature length film with a studio and everything. There okay. was another yeah. one. It's based on like so his brother wrote a short story. Okay. And then they made like a short film version of it called Following. Yeah. Um I but but Memento is like the full movie, okay. you know. Yeah. And then he also directed something called Doodlebug, which I hadn't even heard about until last <laughs> night and I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I so I hesitate to say this was his first feature length <laughs> film because that yeah, yeah. Doodlebug this, Doodlebug say, might be it. It's let's a say this was like shadow <laughs> over this podcast. Yeah. This was uh, this was his most famous first film. Like this yeah, is this the one was, that kind this of got him on the first map hit. who he is because this yeah. is very it's very yeah. Nolan-esque still. Yeah, but I, I just think it's a perfect example of Christopher Nolan kind of trusting the audience, but also kind of telling the audience, like, 
you're going to understand when I decide that you should yeah. understand, yeah. you know? <laughs> right, Like, right. and you just kind of have to be comfortable, like, <clears throat> not really getting everything yet. Yeah, just being along for the ride. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I think that Memento hit that. And so while I don't necessarily think it's my favorite Nolan movie, um, I, do, I would say that, in my view, it's the most underrated. Yeah. Yeah, my, my answer was actually also Batman Begins. Nice. But I think I'll give my honorable yes. mention instead because Luke has pretty much covered everything. Um, I, I think Dunkirk oh. is kind of skimmed over when looking over his, his discography. It's not by any means my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, but I think he's very ambitious with his structure and kind of how he formats the movie. Oh, yeah. I think like it's a, there's a lot to be said about the movie itself. You know, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it gets skimmed over a lot. Yeah. Well, that's another one. I, I've even brought up like I was telling people, oh, we're going to do a Christopher Nolan podcast. And they were like, oh, sweet. And one kid didn't know because he doesn't know movies. He was like, who's Christopher Nolan? Uh. And so I'm starting like he did Inception and Interstellar and Dunkirk. <laughs> and then a kid who did know Nolan in the room was like, Christopher Nolan did Dunkirk? <laughs> and so it's like, I feel like it's a movie people know about, but they don't know that it's a Nolan movie. That's yeah, a good answer. Yeah. No, it was a yeah. very, like, that was a change of genre, especially for him, because he had never done a World War II movie. And my, I like Dunkirk, personally. I just think he, like, that story did not need to be as complex as he made it. Um, just like, the time manipulation on a, <clears throat> on a true story like that is just a little bit like irksome to me because it's like it's a true story that was like genuinely like relevant and I'm not saying like oh man he just like disparaged those soldiers or anything like that but um, right. I liked it I just thought it was like maybe it didn't need maybe he didn't need to go all out with his Nolan stuff in a war movie like that um, yeah. it's interesting like That's obviously fair. the characters are great and everything and there's music and you know just the standard Ooh. things you would expect to be good from a Nolan movie but um I know a lot of people get offended when you slander anything from Nolan but like it's not even yeah. slandering like I still enjoyed <laughs> it um but yeah it's probably the, the dumbest yeah, probably thing I ever right heard now. the dumbest <laughs> thing I ever heard someone say negatively towards Dunkirk they were like saying that it was a bad movie because you can't tell the story of Dunkirk without having Winston Churchill be part of the movie. And I was like, listen, that's not what this movie is. Yeah. It's not about like the whole yeah, political side of it. Part. Like it's about the soldiers even... on the ground in the like yeah. Winston Churchill wasn't there like riding on a chariot with a sword in his hand, like Harry yeah. Styles leading the battle. Yeah, that was yeah. Harry Styles. <laughs> That was Harry Styles. And Killian Murphy being a cowardly pi pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I just like, I did hear a lot of negative, like I, that kind of criticism towards it that was just totally ungrounded. Yeah, that's like, because uh, like, that's not what it was trying to do. Anything. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I do see what you're saying with kind of the, like if you're going to tell a true story, maybe it's best to just tell it, you know? Yeah, because yeah, there was I, another my, movie. My poor Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there was another movie that came out that same year, Darkest Hour, that was the Dunkirk story from Winston Churchill's perspective, which was also yeah. really good. I liked that one as well. Well, that was and Gary Oldman, more, right? Yeah, Gary Oldman is Winston Churchill. And it's way more just, like, laid out, the story. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. 
And it's like, if you watch Dunkirk, you can basically get what's happening. Um, but that right. perspective with this, they came out the same year, but they're not like related, but they're based on the same story. Right. So that was, those were kind of cool to watch together. Um, but yeah, this was the move. Dunkirk was also the one that finally got Christopher Nolan a directing nomination because he had never got one before that. Ew. Oh. Yeah, my poor dad. We went and saw it in theaters together. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm going to get some popcorn. Oh, I like, no. Oh. I was like, okay. Like, we were cutting it close, like mid-trailers. He's like, I'm going to get some popcorn. So I ran in. I sat down, and the movie started, like, right as I sat down. And then at the oh, beginning, nice. it kind of establishes, hey, yeah, the time, the time yeah. like, this is <laughs> at this time. But in a very ambiguous time, way. At this time. And then I, and then that ended, and then it started with kind of just the jumping back and forth. Yeah. But like, that's when my dad got in, <laughs> so he had no idea. The whole thing was the just like, what is going he's on? Like, he's like, I didn't like that, that movie at all. That is one of those movies where maybe maybe the first 30 seconds of that movie are the most important part yeah. of the movie in, in terms of understanding it. So if you see, miss but it, I, got, just... I got to see it, and I got popcorn. So, yeah, I mean, there you, yeah, go. There you yeah. go. You won. All right, let's jump into our next question. Cool, so well, Lucas, cap, my cap question... us off. My question was, um, you know, we've seen the superhero Nolan movie, we've seen the war movie, we've seen the space movie. Um, so what genre or theme do you think Nolan should tackle next? Right. And this is like, this gets hard for me because I was thinking about it. And the more you think about it, he's hit a lot of genres, Yes, you know? Yeah, he really Now has. with Tenet, he's gone into spy and he's... You've got a heist, and you've got space sci-fi, and you've got, like, brain sci-fi, or whatever you want to call Inception. And yeah, brain sci-fi. So I was sitting thinking about it, and so with, with um, my pick for a remake, we've already covered my first pick for a genre for him to move into, which is road trip comedy. Oh, um, nice. But, yeah. <laughs> but my, my actual pick is a Western. Mm. Um, I think yeah. that I think that westerns are kind of having like a modern revival, whether it's through you know like remakes like True Grit or there's a TV show called Justified, which is like a modern um, western kind of like sheriff comes into town type thing, but it's nice. in modern day. Or Westworld. You've got There Will Be Blood. Westworld, yeah, that's another. And so I think that they're kind of on the rise, and I think that. Um, Christopher Nolan could really do just an, an awesome Western. I would like to see him kind of in that setting. Maybe even kind of a time period Western, not necessarily a modern day one, but um, kind of like in that time. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it would be super cool to see him do a Western, especially with like the way that he can build tense scenes between like the main the uh, the protagonist and the antagonist like there's there's basically like that scene in all Christopher Nolan movies where like the main guy yeah. is just sitting and talking to the bad guy mm-hmm. and they just have like <clears throat> this really intense moment and i feel like that's kind of the heart of a lot of western movies is kind of just that like dialogue between the two sides of the battle, you know? Yeah. And so I think it could be really, really cool to see what he would do with, you know, an old Wild West setting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think that's a great choice. That's a good um, one. Mine is 
a little different. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Where I, I, I would want to put him in like a kind of contained horror movie. Like a uh, alien, like Ridley Scott kind of thing, where, you know, you you really establish these characters, and then you put them in a situation where there is a immediate and eminent danger, uh, and then Christopher Nolan's like the expert of just a very airtight script, yeah, where everything contributes kind of to the climax or to the whole of the story. And so I think being able to see him, like, establish these characters with, like, just rooted flaws, you know, who will die in a fulfilling way, and then, like, establish the environment and little things throughout the environment. So then once we get to the final, like, fight or encounter, you get that very, like, satisfying, like, they run through the steam room and the the pipes break because of that thing they were talking about earlier, and then... You know, and, and, and right. it's just like it's, it all comes together at the end. And then, you know. And then, um, yeah, yeah. And then the, Harry Styles is like, I'm right. the alien. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls off the mask. He's like, I bet she didn't see that coming. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Christopher Nolan has his big reveal where the crew are actually the the bad guys the whole time. Yeah. And the, they are trying to kill the it's aliens. The, and the aliens were running away. It's all the result of the. The pills they've been taking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, did we, why didn't so we stop taking those blasted pills? <laughs> yeah. I think that would be, I think that would be awesome. That's very good. Mine also was horror, but mine was more along the lines of slasher. Um, I think that a slasher film made by Christopher Nolan would be very cool because I think when people think of horror it's often slandered because of bad slasher movies. And I think slasher yeah, movies yep. are the worst part of horror. There's some very, very good horror movies that are not slasher at all, but they're just kind of discounted because yeah. of thing, movies like Friday the 13th, which are bad. And so, yeah, and then, and then um, the 70,000 sequels to Friday the 13th. Exactly, exactly. But if you could get kind of just like a, a new take on that through Christopher Nolan... I think just in general, a horror movie, and I really like what Jared was saying about this as well, but just Christopher Nolan making a really tense, you know, slow burn, very high suspense horror movie would be awesome. Yeah. And I really hope that is genuinely what he's making next. Um, but I think, with, like, I would love the sci-fi, like, Alien one as well, but I think just with Slasher, just to kind of, if Christopher Nolan or, like, a bigger director with some clout made a good horror movie like that, it would give the rest of the genre some more... A more of a backbone for people to say, oh, hey, maybe I'll watch, you know, these other movies. Granted, there is a lot of really crappy horror, so a lot of it is pretty warranted, yeah. but it's not all bad, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff out there um, that just kind of gets discounted because of, again, movies like Friday the 13th, which is probably the worst of that era. I still like, uh, you know, Texas, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that one is just weak sauce. Just Friday the Thirteenth, no good. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I don't ever watch horror movies. I mean, if they're like classics, I'll try to watch them. I'm just definitely not a horror guy. Right. But when if if Christopher Nolan, I think came out with one, I, any any mo- horror movie that people have told me like, man, like just this is a just a really good movie, 
unless it's mm-hmm. going to ruin my life, you know, like hereditary or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh man. <laughs> have you seen they're like, like, oh man, get out. Uh, uh-uh. no. Oh, <laughs> like, you get out, like, oh, it's so good. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Get out. Also very <laughs> no, good. I, I haven't either. Yeah. But I, I mean like, those kind of movies like I, I would watch you know and so I think I think that speaks to your point is mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah exactly because when a movie more of a pull yeah when Get Out came out everyone was like wow this movie is genuinely good and so all these uh, like a ton of people who usually would not have seen horror saw it and enjoyed it because it was like more to it there's more substance to it um, but yeah Hereditary that's a doozy <laughs> that's that's a good one, but <laughs> if you don't like horror or being scared, then you would not enjoy it very much. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, do we do we have a fan question? That's yes, all of our we questions. Yes, we do. We have a fan. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for everyone to everyone for sending us questions via our Instagram page. Um, the question we decided to go with was, when did Christopher Nolan peak, and why do you think that? So, um, Niall, we'll have you go first with that one. Oh, okay. Um, this, this is a question that's hard for me to answer. Um, I, I'm, it's hard for me to even say that he's peaked, you know, because I, Interesting. I, have the unpo- I have the weird unpopular opinion that Tenet was great. Yeah, I was going to say, have you, um, seen, have you both seen Tenet? Yeah, yeah. and I loved it. I think, that it's, I think that it's wonderful. I thought it was pretentious. We could, we could yeah, do... We'll, yeah, all we'll of his movies are pretentious. In a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All of his movies are pretentious. Well, Let's yeah. not be pretending that The Prestige yeah. isn't super pretentious. <laughs> but... Um, it's still great and I love it. And so I, I definitely think that, um, his peak right now, because I do, I do think that visually Tenet was my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. And like in terms of cinematography, I was blown away by the cinematography of that movie. But in terms of story, I would probably say that it's lower on my list. Still great, but lower (laughs) on my list. I would... I would probably say that he peaked at Inception. Um, and, and the reason that I say that is I think that after, after that, his ambitions started kind of clouding the actual story and yes, structure. Absolutely you know? agree. And in, instead of making like really good stories that are supported by a really cool structure of a movie he kind of started thinking of how, in what way can I like structure a movie that's really weird and unique and then I'll come up with a story to kind of support that, you know? Yeah. And so I definitely think that his movies have become much more spectacle-oriented rather than story, which I'm not even necessarily against because like probably more than half the reason I go to a Christopher Nolan movie is for the spectacle, you know? Yeah. And so I'm fine with that with that movement, but I would say that Inception for me is is the peak. Yeah, Inception is my answer too. I mean, he's coming off of The Dark Knight, and then right after he makes Inception, which kind Jeez. of broke <laughs> cinema. You know, yeah. two of like <clears throat> some of like the highest, like critically acclaimed movies 
ever made, mm-hmm. like, back-to-back. And then, you know, Dark Knight Rises. And <laughs> like, you know, it's just not quite there. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, his movies after weren't good. But, um, like, I just think where he was, like, right then, like, he just, he was killing the game. Uh, and I don't think he's really made a movie that's quite at the same, like like held quite as highly exactly as, as those two and because even now that movie is like 10 years old i think now and people still will say like oh yeah inception this or it's like oh wow that's like they'll use inception yeah. just like in their daily um just vocabulary not maybe daily but it's just something that people will still say about <laughs> some confusing or cool thing <clears throat> so my if you haven't noticed anyone who's listening we have pretty similar opinions on things. And <laughs> so my, I think it's still a great question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it is a good question, but my answer is also Inception <laughs> because that one is definitely my favorite of his. I overall really like Christopher Nolan, but Inception is especially my favorite. Um, I still really like Interstellar, and that one was after, but it's not quite at Inception. Yep. I think of yeah. all the movies that he's made that have been nominated for Best Picture, I think that one is the one that should have won. Because, oh, I'm trying to think of the movie that won over it. Whatever it was, I disagreed because part of that is biased because I just It was really probably liked Hotel it. for Dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was, That's what it was. It was Hotel for Dogs, <laughs> 2010 Best Picture winner. Um, but. It was it was great, you know, honestly, like, because I really like the ones building up to it. I like Inception more than I like Dark Knight. Um, I think the characters in Inception, like Leonardo DiCaprio, that's my favorite role of his. I love Leo, but I especially love that movie and him in it. Just everything about that movie is very appealing to me. And then, you know, after we had Dark Knight Rises, which I also still really like, Interstellar, which I really like, Dunkirk, which I liked less but still enjoyed, and then Tenet which I personally was not a fan of at all. Because here it goes, here it goes. When, okay, I thought what Niall said was perfect, is that his ambition is clouding his other ideas. Because what I said earlier with him trusting the audience, that is a good thing to an extent, but when his idea is like, oh, the audience can read my mind, and they know exactly what I'm trying to do with this idea, then I think that's where it goes too far. And I think that was prevalent beginning to be prevalent in Dunkirk and especially in Tenet because like there are cool things like yes the visuals are cool but moving footage backwards is something that's been impossible since day one of like filming things so it's not (laughs) that impressive like it's cool the the visuals and the music this is one of the first times in a while that he he did not have Hans Zimmer make his music and Ludwig Göransson yeah. made music, it and it was still Lud- great. What's, yeah, Ludwig. Um, but I thought the story and the characters were abysmal. I was just... And the, the worst part for me was the audio mixing. Like, yeah, his other movies are loud. Oh, yeah. Movie. And they go vroom and burr and all those onomatopoeias. <laughs> but this one especially was just... I legitimately... I was straining so hard to try and hear this movie in the theater, and I just could not... I could not understand most of what was happening because I could not hear the dialogue because there was constantly a track in the background that was just going, <laughs> and no, yeah, I, it's like it's like trying to hear a, a lecture of you know time or like quantum physics, 
but the professor is standing next to a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in some spots. And you are wearing noise-canceling <laughs> headphones. <laughs> rush to the defense of Tenet. I, um... Maybe I just saw this in a theater with really good sound mixing or something. Yeah, see, that's but the thing. Is some people like that don't have problem. that problem. I, yeah. I saw it and, and heard the dialogue just fine. I also, and once again, this is going to sound real pretentious of me, <laughs> but I did not find the story that difficult to follow. It's I, just, it's, I would say it's that of, even, of... It's not even that the story is that difficult to follow. It's just so muddied by unnecessary things. Like the whole, the whole title of the movie is Tenet, and they say that word once, and they don't even say that that's the organization he's founded. They just kind of like, oh yeah, also, so you're this guy now, and... That kid is right. probably I, okay, Robert I can Pattinson, see that. but we're we're gonna be even more ambiguous than usual. Even more, like I I just think yeah. you don't need to to make a movie like that to be enjoyable and to keep the Christopher Nolan like intrigue like puzzle intriguing puzzle box label on right. it. Um, I'm I bet that I will like this movie more when I rewatch it because I will have subtitles. Yeah. And so, but just like Same. first viewing in a theater, like, because the thing was, I watched Inception the night before this came out and I was just like, man, there's another Christopher Nolan movie coming out. I'm so excited to go see it. And so I just went and saw it the next day and I was like, wow, that is extremely disappointing <laughs> because Inception oh, is no. just so good to me and Tenet was just so different. There are good things about it. And again, like I said, I'm sure I'll like it on the rewatch, but for just the first round of whatever nonsense I saw in the theaters, I just was not a huge fan. Right. Now, ah, uh, never mind. No, we come could, on. No, we could talk gives, about this for no, a long time, give, no, which is why I don't want to bring it. Give us your last note. I don't want to your opinion. Well, you're allowed to like back to what you like. said about back to what you said about reverse footage. Okay, oh. <laughs> I, I take issue with this because there are so many shots in that movie that. A, like really looking at them, they should not be possible. You're looking at it and thinking this has got to be CGI, especially the big battle at the end where 50% of the people are hyper-realistically moving in reverse. Uh -huh. um, I personally highly doubt that he just trained them to walk backwards well, yeah, no, the thing while is, other people is are walking forwards. It's just, like, you can overlay footage pretty easily, and you can literally go into Premiere. Like, any 12-year-old with Adobe it would have been dude. and just show it been, go, go and watch that, <laughs> like, watch that sequence again. Watch no, that like, sequence cool again sequence. and tell me that that's what they did, because there's no way. I enjoy the effects, and I enjoyed that sequence at the end. I thought that was really cool, just the, the aesthetic of it. But it's not like... It's not anything revolutionary in like effects or visual effects. Like, yes, it's all practical, which I appreciate. And it's really cool the way he does it, but it's not like, okay, wow, finally they've reversed footage in a movie. I've been waiting a hundred years to see someone do this. Because <laughs> he does the same all thing right. in Momentum okay. as well. All right. All right. Final question. <laughs> Should Christopher Nolan make TikToks? <laughs> I think we all know the answer is yes. Yes, thank you very much. It's right. a TikTok dance, Clearly. but you don't realize that it's the dance for a different song until the end. 
Anyway, yeah, I, I Tenet, take us home. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, we will let everyone have their opinion on Tenet that they would like. Um, <laughs> mine is not as positive as Niles, and that's totally fine, but we all agree that Inception is a good one. So. The important thing is that we do all like Christopher Nolan. Yes, yes. yeah. Absolutely. We all like Christopher Nolan. And we all want him to go back to making movies like Inception, but we hope he does not make more movies like Tenet. <laughs> we, let's not say we are. <laughs> no, we, everyone on earth. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for, uh, for lending us your ears for this half hour, 45 minutes. Um, thank, we hope you enjoyed listening to the Orange Boy Inquiry. Um, and yeah, hit us up on Instagram at the Orange Boy Inquiry, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>